Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. He says, won't you come down? I'd like to meet you. If you got time, I said, yeah, I'll drive down since it's kind of a, a holiday, you know. But he was working and drove down there and and uh, I walked in, and she, within five minutes, he says, I hope you brought your tools. I said, well, I did, but I wasn't really dressed for it, but I went to work. And what he didn't tell me is it was a prevailing wage job. Those of you that's worked on prevailing wage, Davis-Bacon wages, you know, that's basically time and a half. And I uh, went to work. They're making, making good money. Well, as soon as that job finished up, he says, well, this one's finished, but he said, I have another contractor friend. They're looking for some help. Went over there, and guess what? It was a, a, a prevailing wage job. I worked, I think it was like seven different prevailing wage jobs and different contractors, one right after another. And on top of it, we was working overtime. And I'm telling you what, the money started flowing back in just like a spout just been opened right back up. Restoration began to come. We began to see it in our lives. God pulled us out of that hole so quick, praise God, um, and because uh, we was living in pretty simple means. I mean, you know, we, you learn when you don't have the money to do that, you, but you keep on trusting God. You do what you do, and, and the important thing is, is you don't see yourself staying there. You see, know that God's your God, and he's got more, praise God, amen, and we, we always continue to pay anything we get increase on, which always tithe. Because we knew that was the avenue, that was the access, that, you know, the enemy, that would stop the enemy in our lives. But I tell you what, God provided the finances in that, just in bam, 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 just began to come. And then it wasn't very long after that that, that, um, uh, that uh, um, uh, somebody gave me a ticket to go to Israel and, uh, uh, and, and paid for the way to go there and just... Things like that that God just blessed supernaturally. He began the, a restoration process in our life, and it was good. Amen. So I tell you what, what God's done, I've seen it in my own life. I guarantee he'll do it for you. I don't know where you're at in your life. Maybe it has to do with finances. Maybe it has to do with health. Maybe it has to do with jobs. Maybe it has to, has to do with family situations, relationships. But I'm telling you, God is a restoring God. Hallelujah. He wants to make it better than new. <laughs> praise God. Better than new. Better than new. Praise God. And then when you see the blessings of the Lord, be, be sure and be thankful. Praise God. I said be thankful. Be thankful. We were a while back talking with a, a couple of uh, some ministers and this minister friend of ours said, you know, he said, I, we, I've never had seen financial lack. I don't know what that looks like in my life. He said, I, I, I don't know how to respond to that if I, if I ever had that. And I almost kind of felt sorry for him. You think, well, why, why is it? Because through that, even though that wasn't, wasn't friendly, wasn't nice, through that we learn how to really engage our faith, praise God, and not just take things for granted. Well, folks, we've got to be careful. I don't care where it is, what blessings that we live under, that we don't take those things for granted. Hallelujah. God's a good God. I know, I decree and I declare, praise God, we'll never be at a place that we were at at that point in our life. And, uh, 
uh, I know that God's a bigger God. Praise God, we're going up from there. But I've never, uh, uh, one thing I purpose is never try to take those things for granted. Be very thankful. Don't get boastful about it. Well, look at me. Look how I'm doing. I'm telling you, that those things can, can go just as quickly. The enemy can, can steal. You say, well, no, he can't steal from me. Oh, he'll try. You live in a fallen world. Things that can happen. But I'm telling you, you, you just make the decision. If he tries that, praise God, there's going to be, I'm looking forward because God's a restoring God and it's going to do what's going to come back to replace that is going to be far above where I was at before. Because ultimately, what's going to happen, I'm going to end up better, praise God, than before. Next year, me and my household, we will be further ahead in all areas than we are this year. The year after, further ahead, praise God. Because there's more things to do, there's more that needs to be done, there's more people that needs to be reached, praise God. And in your life, whatever it is, I want to encourage you, don't be satisfied. You say, well, I'm, I'm satisfied. Many people are satisfied with where they're at. Well, you might be satisfied, but I can tell you one person that's not satisfied, and that's God, your Father. Because He knows He's got more, and He sees more, and He wants to renew that on the inside of you because He wants you to be a vessel that he can flow through. It's hard to be a vessel that he can flow through if you're plugged up, if you're constipated. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Amen. Let's get something going, get things moving a little bit. Praise God. <laughs> you get what I'm saying here. Praise God. Now I got you back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, some, some Christians are constipated. They, they, they're just, okay, well, this is, I've got all I, all I need and all I want. Well, God's not. He wants to flow through us more. He wants us to be more of a blessing to the world around than we've ever been. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so he needs us to engage with him. He needs us to hook up with him. He needs us to wrap our faith around that and know that, praise God, we serve a big God. God, you do what you want to do in my life because I know you've got a lot more. Amen. He's got a lot more, praise God. He wants to restore. I said he wants to restore. He wants to bring back more. Nick and Callie, he's got a lot more, praise God. He's got a lot more, hallelujah. I mean, the biggest that you can think of, guess what? God's way ahead of you. He's got a lot more than that, praise God, a lot more than that. You know, he puts the desires in our heart, and sometimes those desires, sometimes we think, oh, oh, I just don't know if I, oh, that's exciting, but boy, I don't know if I can see myself there. Well, he puts them there so he can get us excited so we can get ourselves there. I mean, you know, another thing is, who's the people you're hanging with? I mean, if they're not, if they don't have a vision, if they don't, if they're not vision people, if they're not vision minded, if they're not vision about oh about the future and, and, and life is good, if they're always a, a downer, if they're always going to oh I tell you this this earth's going to going to hell in a handbasket. Oh I don't know I don't know this world's going to just you know implode from the inside. I just don't know what we're going to do. Man I don't want to raise any kids because man I don't want them coming up in that. Quit hanging around people like that. Say, dear God, I guess I'm going to be the one to raise kids in them and be world changers, praise God. Amen. Get the right mindset about it. 
Don't be all oppressed. Oh, I, we can't do anything. We're not going to be able to do anything. We're not going to have any money to buy anything. We're not going to be. Whose who's God do you serve? The world's or God our God. He's more than enough, praise God. The things in the world don't change God. He's bigger than all that. Hallelujah. And he wants us to get on board. I don't know about you, but I don't like hanging around people that are downers like that. Oh, woe is me. I'm just an Eeyore and always will be. Well, it's time to begin to change things a little bit. Amen. It's kind of like talked about this series, this kind of last couple of weeks been teaching about we're new creatures in Christ, praise God. Men made brand new. We're not the same as we used to be. We need to change our way of thinking about it a little bit. Get a hold of the Word of God and let Him paint the pictures in us instead of the world painting pictures of doom and gloom. I tell you what, in the middle of the, the worst things that's going on, in the middle of COVID, in the middle of everything else, you can rejoice, praise God, because you know that you're serving the God that's more than enough. Yeah. Amen. More than enough. We said during that time, no, you don't, devil. You're not taking one of our people out. You're not doing it. No, praise God, we're going to come through this thing not even smelling like smoke, praise God. And that's what we did. And that's where we're going. We're going to continue to go higher. Do you think a pandemic really just floored God? Oh, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I don't think so. No, he said, in this world you're going to have troubles. But be of good cheer, praise God. I've overcome the world. Amen. We're world overcomers. God chose you and I to be here for such a time as this, to make a difference, praise God. Amen. Aren't you glad? I, I am, praise God. I'm glad. I'm thankful. Hallelujah. Let's go over and look at um, Isaiah chapter 42 real quick. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 42. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. My desire is that you be stirred on the inside. Stirred up, praise God. Not being the same. Isaiah 42, let's look at verse 22. I'm going to read this again out of the Amplified here. He says, thank you, Lord Jesus. But this is a people robbed and plundered. They're all of them snared in holes and hidden in houses of bondage. They have become a prey with no one to deliver them, a spoil, and with no one to say or to cry, restore them. Well, do you know people that need to restore Is there maybe something you can do to help them? Hallelujah. Well, God, you take care of them. Well, maybe you're the God, you're the person that God wants to send into their life to help them take care of them, to encourage them, to restore them. So he says, restore them. This shows the condition that will ensue as Israel's punishment for not recognizing the servant of the Lord in the day of his visit among them. But God said, I want to restore. I don't want you to, to, to be plundered. I don't want you to, to, to be in that place. Who will see the way out of this and begin to cry, restore? Who will begin to say, restore this land? Who will begin to say to the United States of America, God, you're the restorer. 
I decree and declare, the United States of America will be restored, praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, isn't it amazing? In the middle of, uh, of, uh, of the worst, uh, who could expect of something like this that all of a sudden Roe versus Wade was overturned? Who, who, who anticipated that? Right in the middle of it. Well, guess what? There's a lot more. There's a lot more, praise God. And don't look for, I mean, the midterms are very important, but don't look for the midterms to change things. Look for God to change those things. He'll work through the midterms. And by the way, make sure you're registered and get out there and vote next month. <clears throat> don't get me on your case. Send me to your door. Go get, make sure you're registered. Make sure you go do your duty. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do I need to meddle on that a little bit? No, I'll go on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Christians need to have their part, say their part, do their part, stand up. And, and, and anyway, hallelujah. So who's going to cry, restore? Who's going to be the one to say, God, you're a restoring God? Are we going to cry, oh, it, it, it's, it's so bad. It, we'll never see things in this nation like we've seen. Oh, we'll, we'll never be, our kids growing up, oh, it's terrible. It's not, or are we going to say, Lord, we thank you that this nation will be better than it's ever been. Nation, you restore. We have a promise from God that said if we'll turn from our wicked ways, right, that God will restore. God will bring back. God will repair those things that needs to be repaired. Even this nation. Hallelujah. My declaration is, praise God, this, this United States of America will return to superpower status and it will remain there. God's blessings on this land. There's too many Christians, too many prayers. It's prayed, spent Years on their knees for this nation. Don't you dare give up and get up off your knees. You continue to declare and decree God's plan for this nation. God set us here for such a time as this. Not to be mealy-mouthed, not to be whiners, not to be uh, 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 always looking down on things, but rejoicing, praise God, on God's plan for this nation. We're going to push back, continue to push back the works of darkness and see God's plans done. Amen. That's why God's got you right where he's got you. Bloom where you're planted, praise God. Show the goodness of God. God will restore. If there's things in your life that you need, if there's things in your relationship that needs to be restored, guess what? God will restore those things. God will restore those things. Hallelujah. Hand me the microphone there. Lisa, would you come on up here, please? Praise God. If you ha heard this, then you'll hear it again. But I tell you, this is really good. And there's many more like it. Hallelujah. Total restoration. Charles this is, this is Let me show you the couple right here before she gets going. This is the couple right here. Uh, that she's reading this story about. So, okay. Charles Todd listened to the joyous sound of his two-year-old daughter, Paris, laughing. She climbed onto the back of one of Charles's friends and pretended to, he was a jungle gym. 
Watching as they played, Charles ran his hands through his hair, wondering how he had made so many bad decisions. An entrepreneur, he had been a partner in nightclubs in Arizona. Nightclubs provided a good stream of income. However, after he and Angela had married and had Paris, he realized that the life of a nightclub owner wreaked havoc on a family. Angela and Paris lived in the daylight. Charles' day began at twilight. Putting his family above his job, he walked away from this, the business. He and Angela had packed up and moved back to California. After all, he'd never had trouble finding a deal before, until now. With no income, they got further in debt each day. Their cars were repossessed, behind on taxes, the IRS, and the state of Arizona seized all their bank accounts. Even after moving in with Angela's parents, they didn't have the money to buy diapers. What they did have was a boatload of stress as they declared bankruptcy. Most people going through bankruptcy come out of it with no debt, not Charles and Angela. Back taxes couldn't be wiped out through bankruptcy. Neither could student loans. The stress destroyed their marriage, and in 2000, they divorced. Charles felt like a failure. His parents had divorced and remarried three times each. He hated those experiences so much that he had sworn that he'd never divorce. Paris' scream pierced the air as she fell. Her head hit the ground with a thickening crack. In the emergency room, Charles paced beside his wounded child. He'd failed to provide for his family. Now he failed to protect his daughter. When Angela arrived at the hospital, they listened to the doctor's report. Paris had a fractured skull. She had fluid on the brain. There weren't, they weren't sure if she was going to come out of this. Charles and Angela looked at one another's agonized faces. They'd lost their finances, their cars, their home, their marriage. Were they going to lose their daughter too? Doing things God's way. Angela and I were nominal Christians. Charles admitted, admits, during our marriage, we'd been pew warmers. It's amazing how all that can change when your two-year-old child suffers a skull fracture with a questionable outcome. We got serious about seeking God. Together, we prayed that Paris would live and be whole. Within a couple of days, they did another CT scan. They couldn't see a skull fracture. There was no sign of injury. She was completely healed and restored. Though they rejoiced in their daughter's miraculous healing, Charles and Angela still faced concerns over how they were going to pay the hospital bill. But when they saw, but that's when they saw a second miracle. We didn't have insurance at the time, Charles recalls, but the hospital never sent a bill ever. Even after our marriage fell apart, I never believed it was over. Oh, I got to wipe my eyes. I can't see. Okay. Um, my mother had become a powerful Christian. I need to push my <laughs>
Even after our marriage fell apart, I never believed it was over. My mother had become a powerful Christian, and she was praying that our marriage would be restored. I suspect she had all her friends praying for us as well. They may have played a part in what happened. The week our divorce was final, we started dating. Now Paris is healing, and the miracle of the hospital bill were two catalysts that prompted us to remarry. Two years after our divorce, on April 25, 2002, we married for the second time. We wanted to get it right this time, so we went to see a Christian counselor. She gave us the tools to really communicate. I thought if this marriage was going to work, we needed to do it God's way, even in our finances. The problem was that we had no idea what that meant. We'd never been taught what the Bible says about finances. The Todds went online to search for who taught biblical finances, and Credo's dollars name came up. We had no idea who he was, says Charles, but we decided to fly to Georgia to attend one of the, his meetings. We got plugged in and became partners. I ordered every teaching he offered on finances. We immersed ourselves in the word. That changed our lives. It changed the way we looked at our finances. It changed what we believed about money. It got us to a place where we were tithing and giving offerings. That was a miraculous turning point. The IRS comes calling. Determined to make sure they had an income, Charles took a job with a bread company. Working in commercial real estate, Angela started a business as the marketing arm for several engineering firms. She became so busy that after Charles's day job, he spent late afternoons and evenings helping her. In time, Angela's needed, needed Charles' help full time. Okay, here's what I think we should do, Charles said. They discussed changing the business from a marketing firm to having their own in-house people and becoming an engineering firm. On a, on a walk one day, Angela heard the Lord confirming that decision. Through Creflo Dollar, Charles and Angela learned about the different believers' conventions that were held each year by Kenneth Copeland Ministries and started attending. They listened to teachings by Kenneth Copeland, Jerry Savelle, Jesse Duplantis, Keith Moore, and Bill Winston, and eventually decided to partner with each of those ministries. Soon, the new business provided a way to buy their own small condo. Competition was so stiff that there was a lottery system to get one of the new condos. When they filled out the paperwork, more than 300 people had already applied. Only three names would be chosen to buy the condo. Their name was the second to be called. One day, Charles got a call from the IRS. You've got to take care of these taxes, the woman said. I promise you that I'll have the money to you in 30 days, Charles replied. He had no idea how he'd do it. They prayed for the money. Soon afterwards, he realized that in the years since they had bought the condo, real estate prices had soared. Their equity had doubled. They took out an equity loan on the property and paid off the student debts. Charles walked into the IRS office 28 days, 29 days after the call and handed the woman a six-figure check. She stared at it as though she had never seen anything like it. 
This is the first time in 18 years that anyone kept their word when they said they were going to make a payment, she told Charles. Make a copy of the check and pin it in your cubicle, Charles suggested. It will remind you that there are still people who keep their word. A year later, they, they had outgrown their condo. Without telling Angela, Charles put down a deposit on a larger home. When he, took her to, when he told her the news, she cried, how can we afford to do that? We'll sell the condo and put that money towards the new house, Charles explained. That year, while attending KCM's West Coast Believers Convention in California, the Lord spoke to Angela, don't sell your condo, sow it. Use it to bless people who need a place to stay. This time, it was Charles who almost wept. How could they afford to do that? There was only one answer. It would take faith. When they moved into their new home, Charles and Angela left everything in their condo. All they took were their clothes and personal items. There was seldom a day when the condo was, was vacant. Sometimes people in financial hardships lived there for a few months. Some pastors stayed there to study, pray, or attend meetings. Other people getting out of the hospital after cancer treatment stayed there to rest. Charles and Angela kept it clean and did laundry for whoever stayed there. But God, by God's grace, every month there was supernatural supply to take care of all their bills and those <coughs> who they purposed to bless. Taking a stand of faith, in 2010, I was wearing fuzzy socks while walking down the stairs with my hands full, Angela recalls. On the bottom step, my foot slipped and I fell on my back. The pain was excruciating. I remembered a story I'd heard Kenneth Copeland tell. Something was wrong with his legs and Gloria sat praying in the spirit over him. Someone brought him a wheelchair, but Kenneth said, healthy men walk. He stood and walked and shortly thereafter he was totally healed. X-rays show that my back was broken in three places. I was told that I needed surgery and would be bedridden for months. I said no and went home where I prayed in the spirit for three days. That's when the Holy Spirit overtook me. When that, opened, when that happened, I popped up and started kicking my legs. I put on my stiletto heels and wore them to Paris's tennis match. I was used to doing martial arts, but now that I was healed, I did them in stilettos. I decided if the devil tries to take me out, I'm only coming back stronger. In time, Charles and Angela bought a third home in the mountains. They had two guest house and a spare bedroom in their home that was almost always in use. They never knew how they would pay the bills each month except by faith. As they tithed and gave, the money always came pouring back to them. God always provided. Eventually, we sold our condo. Then in 2006, the Lord directed us to start our own ministry, Angela remembers. We started Todd Worldwide Ministries to support pastors, leaders, and heads of nonprofit organizations. They pour out and pour out, but who pours back into them? Many pastors and ministry leaders give until they get burned out. The Lord had us position our ministry to pour back into them. When the Lord highlights someone to us, we pray and ask what we would have us, what he would have us to give. 
It's not like they'd ever told us, this is what we need. Did I say that right? He would have us to give. It's not like they'd ever told us, this is what we need. For our family, the amount we gave was exactly what they needed to pay their son's college tuition for a year. Another family said it was to the penny what they needed to get out of debt. When we pray, we each write down what we get. Most of the time, the numbers agree. If not, we pray until we get into agreement. Our marriage has been restored. Our daughter has been restored. Our business has been restored. Our lives have become richer through having our own ministry and through prosperity. We live in the blessing. This is an abundant life. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Well, I just wanted you to hear that story. Guess what? God's no respecters of persons. And so what he did for somebody else, he'll do it for you. I don't care if you're in a financial situation and you need to be restored. Don't you give up on that, praise God. Now always remember, go after the giver, not after the money. Go after the healer, not after the healing. All right? God's a big God. He's a restoring God. He loves you, has a good plan for your life. And I don't care every one of you in this room, every one of us have been in different areas, different things, different positions, and we're at different areas in our life right now. But God knows where we're at, and God sees the future he has for us, and he wants us to grab a hold of him by faith, praise God, and walk through that and walk out of it. We're more than conquerors. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I know that there's things we didn't get into some individual areas, but I know here in this room today, there's people, there's some of you that need the situations and things restored. And I, my prayer today is that through this series is that you'll be stirred on the inside to know that God, you're not finished with me yet. God, you've got good things in store for me. God, you're more than enough. Praise God. He don't want you to go through life weighted down because of situations or things or people or problems in your life. He wants you to go through life with a joy, with a spring in your step, praise God, so you can be productive in the short time that we've got here on this earth. Amen. So I'd like to do this before we go. I'd like every head bowed and every eye closed, please. If you're here today, I don't know the condition of your heart, but God does. And so I want to make a plea for your life today, regardless of where you're at. If, if, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never said, Jesus, come into my life, that's where you've got to begin. That's where we all start, praise God. That's how you get out of the enemy's camp into God's camp. That's how you get in under the blessing, praise God. You change, you get your heart changed, you get your heart right. It's not about committing to this church. It's not about dedicating to, to this church or to anybody. It's about your life committed to God, a relationship with Him. You have a Father that loves you and cares deeply about you. So if you're here today and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, or maybe you have, but you, you know the things are not where they need to be. You've been doing your own thing. You're kind of like the prodigal son. It's time to come back home. It's time to get back where you need to be. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember, you're valuable 
and precious, special and important to him.